0: You are listening to One Nation Under Crime, a historical, chronological true crime podcast. Each week, we go through our nation's history and discuss cases from each year, starting in 1800. I'm Kayla, and I'm Leah. We have made it to Thanksgiving week.
1: Whoop whoop! Turkey turkey turkey! That's exciting. Eat so I have up. to I
0: have to ask. Yes, turkey or ham?
1: Mm. I prefer ham. Me too. Now, we I knew we were have, friends. Yes. We always have both. Mother makes a yes. good turkey. Turkey and ham, but, but... Oh. What about duck? That
0: has become our new Thanksgiving mm. thing. My boyfriend makes duck, and he makes it really, really well. Um, and so, our very, very, very first Thanksgiving together, it was just me and him, and he made duck for Thanksgiving. It was quite delicious i need
1: him to make a turducken and let me
0: try it Hmm. that's interesting i'll have to see what he says um okay so your ham over turkey i'm i am too i like i like ham better than turkey i i usually if it's just a small group like gonna be at the house i'll
1: only make a ham yeah um my sister would boycott because she doesn't like ham that's fine She's weird.
0: She's not. About I it. mean, it's
1: just what it, it's just how it is. You don't have to
0: eat them, right? Um, <laughs> dressing or stuffing? Dressing. Okay. I mean, I like stuffing, but dressing. Dressing. Um, homemade cranberry sauce or jarred or like canned
1: cranberries? Either one. I don't like cranberry sauce. Oh, that's true. Well. No, I like cream. The answer is stuff.
0: always canned um, because I don't
1: like jelly-like stuff.
0: See, but I like it with my dressing. Mm. Mm, I don't. Delicious. I
1: don't. I don't like jelly-like stuff. Like like Jello. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not a fan. It's, it's a texture thing. Texture. So, yeah. So I don't that. like either. Mm-hmm. Just just because of the texture thing. So I can't do yeah, it. Mm. I can't do either one of those. I'm sorry. Pumpkin pie or
0: sweet potato pie. Mmm. Pumpkin. I'm gonna give you a hot take. They taste exactly the same. <gasps> mm-hmm. They taste so similar, very similar. It's not funny.
1: Very similar. You're right. Yeah, you're right. They they are very very similar. There are there are differences. So, pumpkin pie or pecan pie? Pumpkin.
0: Okay. Mm. Interesting.
1: I still like both, but I would prefer pumpkin. Interesting. If given a choice. Like pumpkin pumpkin pie cheesecake. <laughs> okay, well, that, there's that. Um, um, but yeah, pumpkin. Hmm. Because I like the, the savory. And pecan pie is more sweet. And I like that's true. savory. That's true. Savory is, that's true. I'm a savory um, girl.
0: I make these like sweet potato. They're called sweet potato dumplings, but they're not. Mm. And it's halves. Like uh, you can buy them in the freezer section where it's like um, pieces of, Sweet potato that's like round, mm-hmm. and you cut them in half and wrap them in croissants mm. and put them in a pan. And then you like make this, um, like cinnamony, sugary, uh, like syrup almost, and you pour it over all of it and you Yum. cook it. And they're like these, they're almost like individual sweet potato pies.
1: Yeah. And
0: they're like, but the sweet potatoes folded into the croissant. It's yeah. really. It's really, really good. Um, Green bean casserole or hash brown casserole. Um, I don't do green bean casserole ever. So hash brown brown all the way. My boyfriend has learned the hard way that because, you know, he cooks and he, you know, he's very much into he doesn't like things out of cans. He's very. I don't do green
1: beans out of cans, period. But
0: (laughs) he has figured out to just trust me that canned green beans are best with green bean casserole because we made it both ways before. We made it with fresh green beans. Like I went the whole nine yards and made him with fresh green beans, like did everything, even made the like cream of mushroom. Like I didn't use a can't, use nothing. And then I made that for him and then made him green bean casserole, like the normal one, one time. And he was like, okay, this is a lot better. Well,
1: <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do green bean casserole. I will eat green beans if they are fresh green beans and they're like yeah, blanched that's true. Or, or, you know, just lightly done and they still have a snap Blanched, to them. blanched yeah. are good. If they have been in a can, I am not eating them.
0: My boyfriend makes really good green beans. He's figured out the their miso green beans. They're really good. But anyways, they're oh, absolutely delicious. Um, Okay. So then the last, uh, well, I got two more, two more for you.
1: Okay. Dinner rolls or Hawaiian rolls. Depends on the meal.
0: Thanksgiving. I'm going dinner roll. Yeah. I'm going dinner roll. Dinner roll. Because then I can
1: make a sandwich later. That ham is really good on a Hawaiian roll. Ham is good on a Hawaiian roll. Leftovers Hawaiian during the Mm -hmm. meal dinner. Last question. Yes, you can come to my family's Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, I already knew that.
0: (laughs) Um, But if you could only choose. Oh, actually, two more questions. If you could only choose one, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or the Thanksgiving Day Dog Show
1: Parade. Hmm. Interesting. Dog show. i couldn't Just, choose
0: i like the dog show though i do like the, I dog, love the dog show, dog
1: show. I, I do i do love the dog show i do like it but it's it's the parade is varied in what all you see you know the
0: dog show is see the dog show comes on after the parade Correct. so i can watch both yeah but yes i do i do quite enjoy it. okay and though officially last question officially are you officially sure? yes or think about it for right now is
1: that your final answer
0: Yes. Okay. Um Black Friday shopping, yes or no. And and Thursday Black Friday shopping, yes or no.
1: I used to do Black Friday shopping when it was just Black Friday and you had to get up early and go. Mm-hmm. No longer Black Friday shopping because it is not Black Friday anymore. Thanksgiving True. is a day to be with your family. No, Me. you should not be in the store. On Thanksgiving, I'm dead inside. I'm already need that. I like the whole I
0: I actually, so I never liked Black Friday shopping when you had to get up early and go Black Friday shopping. And see, it was was exciting
1: and fun for me. And there have been shootings in our local. Well, that's true. But Black Friday. So I will say
0: Target does the best Black Friday shopping. Target, I got it. Target's experience is by far the best. And that was
1: where we would go. We would love to go there.
0: But I will say,
1: the experience
0: of shopping, so this is my hot take. I'm all for Thanksgiving shopping. First of all, Thanksgiving is a commercialized holiday anyways. We don't have to go into the entire history of Thanksgiving. It's not great. But it's just, anyways, we don't even celebrate it for what it's meant to be celebrated for in the first place. It's a whole farce. Anyways, um, I personally like if I am spending time with people, the extension of Thanksgiving to nap time, to waking up, looking through the papers, and then going. And shopping. see, that was
1: that was what we did, and it was so fun that like we would make. See, a but plan we go that night. Like we, we you just
0: do. you get done, you go.
1: You spent. You go do unless, your Black Friday
0: shopping. It's a good unless, time.
1: You have more than one place to go on Thanksgiving. Oh, see, yeah,
0: no, I don't. Mm-mm.
1: That's that's my life. Mm-mm. I I have, I, which I am so very thankful that I have two families. True. To celebrate with, I mean, you know, I I go to my family, mm-hmm. my side, and then I go to my husband's side, and it's great. You know, mm-hmm. we have we have two families that we get to celebrate with, and um. Which is wonderful. It's, but I guess that's another reason, you know, there's not enough time in that day because I spend time with all of my See, family. For me and my so, boyfriend,
0: my family is here, which I have very small, very, very small family is here. I do not. His is Atlanta. So like w- there's no possible way right. we could ever do two in a day. But I did lie. I do have one more question. See? I know. I didn't think of this you one though, until,
1: and a lie.
0: I know. Uh, I didn't think about this until we were talking about the other though. Do you? Well, decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving? Yes or no? no?
1: <laughs> Christmas music? Yes. Christmas decorating?
0: No. I'll have to figure out what I'm doing. I sometimes, depending on when Ellie's with me, we might decorate the weekend before Thanksgiving. But that's because we're not here that week. Like we so it doesn't really matter. Um, so we'll see.
1: I'm not sure yet well, though. We were talking about this in ceramics. I, I do ceramics on Saturdays, guys. No one is shocked. I'm pretty talented. Kayla has some of my I do. pretties that I have made I for her and she loves them. I do. They make her happy. Mm-hmm. I'm staring at her. So they're she's behind me right days. now. And like, yeah, she, she does have two of them that are going to be on display year-round. Ellie likes ghosts.
0: to move them around. <laughs> she <laughs> likes love. to move them around to where they're hiding in different places. It's funny. going
1: to have to make her her own ghosts, I guess. I don't know. She loves um, it. But anyway, um, we were talking about that at Ceramics yesterday. And, you know, some of them were like, well, I, I say put up your tree whenever you want to. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care when you do it. Now, for me... Yeah, I'm. I'm an after Thanksgiving person, but it's your house. Do whatever you want. I mean, you know? I I like having
0: the extra time to not have to put everything up and t- because my because stuff will be down. It it does not stay up past January one. I think that's bad luck. So I it will because you're carrying something from the previous year into the new one. I do not like it. Will be down. Like it might be down. By Christmas Day night, like I don't, no, my no. stuff comes down because um, I go
1: everywhere on Christmas Day. Well,
0: see, mine is like I've I've now experienced the Christmas and now I'm done. Like well, I've, that's me. Like I'm like
1: okay, we're done. But we had that discussion of you know mm-hmm. you take so long to put it all out, so you want to enjoy it, so mm-hmm. you know, and you so know, that's kind of like why I'm like ah,
0: I could see keeping it up. Like I I don't know so. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting but, times. It's
1: good to know that you're on team ham, though. Oh gosh, yes, um, hammy. Um, anyway, and obviously, some people like they celebrate because you know people have more than one family to do right. Christmas yeah, and yeah. stuff with. You know, they celebrate Christmas at Thanksgiving. Some people do that. Yeah, like they well, I've have had. Their, yeah, I've had. They, Mm-hmm. I Before. know more than one family mm-hmm. that, that they have their Christmas celebration on Thanksgiving because, you know, divorce or mm-hmm. just, you know, big family. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, well, then, yeah, you need to end yeah. up your Christmas because that's when you're going to do your Christmas. Exactly. You know, so I mean,
0: exactly. My boyfriend's niece, his, uh yes, his youngest niece, her birthday is Christmas Eve.
1: <laughs> my brother's due date was Christmas Eve. That's it's a lot, but he was born on New Year's Eve. Well, we will now we've had our Thanksgiving
0: talk. Now um, you all
1: know all of our know. secrets,
0: you know. Um, and if you want to go to our Thanksgiving episode from last year, you can hear all of the ways to avoid awkward conversations with your family. There you go. I have a question for you. Oh, okay. My, 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 how the turntables have turned.
1: <laughs> Other than Halloween,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: favorite holiday.
0: Thanksgiving. I don't like the stress of having to buy people gifts.
1: What's gonna say the commercialized holidays? Your favorite holiday?
0: Well, I like Thanksgiving <laughs> because there's nothing to give to people. Like I don't Just get uh, there's no pressure. Like, yes, there's pressure, like to make food and stuff, but you're you're spending time with now, right. I don't hold any bearing on Thanksgiving Day as like some like Holy grail of a day where you can't do anything else. Like
1: let's find a day to get together. Yeah.
0: Like let's have, if the stores want to be closed, let them be closed. Like whatever, that's fine. But I don't hold Thanksgiving like up to this whole, like a lot of people have this like high standard. Like a lot of people have boycotted Black Friday shopping because it starts on Thursday. And to me, I'm like, but why does it matter? Like Thanksgiving's not like, it's not a religious holiday. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not one of those days. Yeah. But it's like (laughs) right. But I mean, some people are so against it because they're like, it's not supposed to start on Thanksgiving. This is blah blah blah. And I'm like, Thanksgiving is not I like it because you're it is literally just a day to spend time with people and eat. Like that's that's it. Yeah. And watch a parade and watch a dog show. And like what better else could there be than just eating and Mm -hmm. watching time with the people that you love. Broadway tunes. In front of Macy's. Like, I, mean, I don't.
1: I want to go to the parade one year. You don't. I want to go. You I don't. Do. I, well, I want to be. I know
0: of different people who have gone. You do not want, want to go. I want
1: to be a bougie parade goer. Like, I want to be in one oh, of the Oh, if you apartments. want to pay the money,
0: you can pay the money. But it's. Uh, I, I've, I know of a few people who have gone and have said.
1: No. I want to be a bougie parade goer. There's
0: someone you can ask about um, that. That they were in it. Huh. That you can ask them I'm um,
1: not people that have been in it That's yes. different
0: than Yeah So Anywho Okay So there you go Good times So On to our case for this week There's a murder Um a murder. That we're gonna There's been a murder in Savannah <laughs> Um <laughs> the office for those who don't know um our sources for this week we have medium.com always a really good uh place to find articles we have not too hot not too cold it's just medium (laughs) um dayton in manhattan we did talk about this in one of our other episodes where we talked about bond street um and dayton in manhattan's pretty interesting when it talks about the the history of the the places the actual buildings that we're in Mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting and then murder by gaslight so always the ever formidable murder by gaslight our events we are now to 1858 our events in this year february 21st a name that you love edwin i do love that name edwin t holmes installed the first electric burglar alarm in boston march 9th albert potts patented the street mailbox in philadelphia March 14th, Ellen G. White received a vision while attending a funeral service in Lovett's Grove near Bowling Green, Ohio. She would go on to help form the Seventh-day Adventist Church. March 23rd, E.A. Gardner patented the streetcar in Philadelphia. Was it named Desire? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I don't know if there's a name on it. March 30th. The pencil with attached eraser oh. was patented by Hyman L. Lipman. And let me just say this. Friends. Actually, just kidding. I was scooting past that because it's a very awkward name, but that's, uh, it's worse. It's, <laughs> it's it's worse. Hyman L. Lipman.
1: There you go. There we go.
0: Um, That's,
1: anyways. April 12th. What? <laughs> Pencils, mm-hmm. yes, are not all made the same. No, Ticonderoga. Thank you mm-hmm. for teachers everywhere, guys. I know that those cute little pencils with those all erasers the designs are garbage too. on them are so cute. Erasers are garbage, they make black smears, they get mm-hmm. hard, really. Quick I had this whole just conversation, make a whole issue. I had this whole conversation
0: with my daughter the other day because we were doing some math homework. Mm-hmm. By the way, new math makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, seriously, no sense. I did math using touch points, and they don't use touch points, and I don't know what this new math is, but it's, <laughs> not, it's not worth it. It's a new headache. It's awful. Um, I had to watch a YouTube video <laughs> to figure out how to do subtraction. Oh, no. It was not.
1: It was very weird. But, no, but guys... Yes, Ticonderoga pencils. Pencils. Do not, I mean, I know they're cute. I know there's cute designs. I get it.
0: She was using a Lisa Frank one and the the eraser was so bad.
1: Okay, either do that. It was so bad. Okay, or just get the Bic Mechanical. Their erasions Mm -hmm. are great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, I like the
0: Paper Mate mechanical. Yeah, Paper Mate. Yeah, those are the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, those are good too. That look like a pencil. I like
1: those. Yeah, those are those are good too, guys. Don't waste your money. No, you on will any waste money. others. Yeah, exactly. Okay, true. Here you go. April twelfth,
0: the first billiard championship was held in Detroit with Michael J. Felon. Felon? Felon. P h e l a n. Oh,
1: so he wasn't no. like a bad yeah,
0: guy. He was the winner. April 14th, abolitionist John Brown, remember him from a few episodes ago. John Brown. He met Harriet Tubman at the Constitutional Convention convened in Chatham, Ontario. She's a pretty amazing woman. She is. And remember, remember, we he did have some good in him. He He did did have a house. He He helped a lot of people on the Underground Railroad. Still not a great person.
1: Um, I mean, you can have good and bad in
0: Exactly. May 11th, Minnesota was admitted as the 32nd U.S. state. You didn't say
1: that correctly.
0: Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. There you go. Uh, June 16th, Abraham Lincoln said his famous quote, A house divided against itself cannot stand, and he accepted the Illinois Republican Party's nomination for the Senate. I'm glad he did that. July 6th. Lyman Blake patented the shoe manufacturing machine. Well, thank you. July 20th, admission to a baseball game was charged for the first time. How much do you think that was? A penny. 50 cents. Oh, Mm -hmm. I undershot it. Yep. August 2nd, the first mailboxes were installed in Boston and New York City. So this is my question. You just found somebody randomly on the street. You're like, oh, Bill, I had some mail for you.
1: Well, now you said that they patented the street Street mailbox. mailbox. So are those the ones that were installed? That's, yes, from my understanding. Uh, like, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you mm-hmm. said the first mailboxes were installed. So was it the street mailboxes that from were installed? From my understanding, yes. So then then that would make they sense. They made them very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, other. people So yeah, the door had, mailbox. Yeah. Where they put it
0: through your door, I could see that too. But yeah, so that's. So they had like the mail that. slots in the doors like already.
1: Hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you know the little boxes, little Fine post day, box. Sunday. Ha <laughs> Why is that? Um. But you know they have a little no post on Sunday. That's right. They have <laughs> the little boxes like at the house and everything, mm-hmm. but like this street, yeah, yeah. Because they'd have to go up and yeah. I mean, still.
0: August 15th, regular mail to the Pacific coast began.
1: Not a specific. So it was just
0: kind of whenever they felt like, because remember the other case that we had to get there? With the guy was like, no, I wrote a letter to my wife and family. And everybody's like, okay, that was two years ago. (laughs) And then she was like, I just got it. just kidding
1: you know they used to mail babies did you know that yes i did crazy there's
0: some things that you can mail without having a,
1: a thing did you know you can mail a potato
0: yes did you know that if you ever find a driver's license if you put it in a mailbox it'll get back to the person it's supposed to go to yes i did uh let's see where was i oh august 16th u.s president james buchanan was inaugurated the new Transatlantic telegraph cable and exchanged greetings with Queen Victoria. <gasps>
1: Ooh,
0: however, however, a weak signal forced a shutdown of the service just a few weeks later.
1: But they knew it was possible, you know, so they, they could troubleshoot and figure out sure. what was next.
0: August 17th, the first bank opened in Hawaii. Hawaii. August 24th, the Richmond Daily Dispatch reported. Ninety African Americans, because people are garbage, were arrested for learning. Oh, how do they? I, I told you, garbage. Stop that learning. You stop that right now. Stop learning. Stop that. right. You stop now. that right now. It's not acceptable. Um, how do you prevent? Anyways, um. <laughs> September first. Do
1: 1st. not soak that in. Do not, not no, don't listen remember to these that. words. Don't, don't remember. Pay attention to your surroundings. Stop learning. Stop.
0: It Has to end. I tell
1: you. Oh, September
0: first. No. This hits a bit close. Uh, the Staten Island quarantine war mm.
1: took place which was
0: a series of attacks on the New York Marine Hospital in Staten Island, known as the Quarantine. And at that time, the largest quarantine facility in the United States. It was a result of longstanding local opposition to several quarantine facilities on the island's east shore. During the attacks, arsonists set a large fire that destroyed the hospital compound. Though there were no deaths as a direct result of the attacks, the conflict serves as an important historical case study of the use of quarantines as a first response.
1: Hmm.
0: Very interesting. Hmm. I was like, huh, that hits close. Uh, September 10th, John Holden hit the first ever recorded home run in baseball. September 14th, Fordyce, Beals, patented his six-shooter revolver, which will be produced by E. Remington & Sons as the Remington Model 1858. There you go. October 26th, Hamilton Smith patented the rotary washing machine in Pittsburgh. We thank him for that every day. Mm. And speaking, how did I do this? I am so good. I'm so good at what I do.
1: You're also. I'm humble. just going to
0: tell you. I'm love, very humble. I love how humble. you, you are. know, it's it's difficult um to keep it all in sometimes. October 28th. R.H. Macy and Co. <laughs> opened its first store on 6th Avenue in NYC. What did I tell you? I'm so good at what I do. I did not even remember that was in this episode. Um <laughs> So there we go, and then November seventeenth, Denver was founded. Do you say Colorado or call Colorado or Colorado? Colorado. You know it's Colorado. Well, I don't. And I so said. is. Uh, do you say uh, it's Nevada, not Nevada? I say Nevada. I say Nevada too, and I say Colorado, but it's called Colorado and Nevada.
1: Well, here's the thing: it's also Mobile, Alabama. It's Mobile. Yeah. No matter what. Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> and when you put it in the GPS, it Head says... Head south towards to Mobile,
0: mobile Alabama. Alabama.
1: And you're like, um, <laughs> no, it's Mobile. It's Mobile.
0: But thank you. Um, yeah, it's Nevada and Colorado. It's Which throws me off every time.
1: But... Guess what? I'm Southern. I know. October 26th
0: of 1858 is when our event takes place this week. The residents of West 30th Street were awoken by the screams of Elizabeth Carr, the servant of the Gouldy family, as she ran for help as Frank Gouldy was attempting to murder his entire family. Oh, dear. We are back in good old NYC for like, what, the fifth week in a row? And horrible murder is once again splashed across the pages of the papers. I think we need to take a field trip to New York. I think so, too. We've covered a similar case to this one in a sense that it was a similar type of murder. Sleepwalking. No. Darn it. The family annihilator. Oh. This is one that is hard
1: to comprehend.
0: Historically this phenomenon is one where the husband typically murders his entire this is statistically is it like the
1: Purrington's. Yes. <gasps> Look so, at me!
0: Historically, this phenomenon is one where the husband murders his entire family for one reason or another, or he at least attempts to. The first time in ONUC history we saw this was the case of the Purrington family massacre. And I will say, I'll put this in here. This is statistically, and we will go through some statistics on the numbers of family annihilators. However, it is not always the husband. Of the family that is the family annihilator. Correct. But it is typically a male. So yes. just to kind of wrap that in. We're not
1: painting a broad brush and we'll we're just see looking at numbers.
0: Yeah. And we'll see that in today's episode for sure. Um but this is kind of like a good point for us to to kind of bring this in a little bit because we've already talked about New York a lot. So I thought this would kind of be a good time for us to go into exactly what this classification of murder is. So Ranker.com compiled a list of the most infamous family annihilators. And interestingly, most of these killers were men in their 30s. The first that comes to mind by most people today is Chris Watts who murdered his pregnant wife Shanann and their two daughters. This was super recent. This was, this is actually one Leah might remember, but it was 2018. Um, It was very recent. She was, she did like the Thrive um, business through Facebook and stuff like that. And she was very involved, but
1: I try not to remember. Yeah, those things. It was it, just, it um, makes me angry and sad.
0: Yeah. And we will have to go through a little bit of, of kind of deep into this psychology uh today. Not too deep. I kind of do keep it a little bit surface. But um yes, if for some of you, if you are thinking of that case specifically, that was uh, Chris Watts. And he's actually number one on the list uh, for mm. on ranker. Um and I think it's just because it's so it's recent. So recent, yeah. The next uh, that I saw was Robert William Fisher, who murdered his family and set the house on fire before taking off and never being found. John List is also there. He murdered his family in their New Jersey mansion, which included his 84-year-old mother. Oh. That's it. Well, we could keep going, but we are actually going to cover these at some point or another because they're very infamous. Uh, John List, uh, that one's actually extremely interesting because it was a mansion, like a true mansion. Oh wow! And the way that people, like he called the kids' school and said that the kids wouldn't be in school anymore, like that you know they were moving or whatever, and wasn't the case. Um, but he left, like he ran after he did that, and but he left all the lights on in the house. And He left uh, like a stereo on in the house, and the way that one the the mail was piling up, so they th- they noticed that. But the other way that the neighbors noticed is all the lights, like I said, were on in the house. They started burning out one by one, and they started noticing that, like slowly, the lights were going out in the house. And I mean, this was a house with a ballroom. This was a mansion oh, of wow. a house, and it was allegedly for money but he had a tiffany chandelier that he could have sold that was in the house that he did not do anything that would have solved all of their like money problems but it was like you can't Mm -hmm. see the forest for the trees yeah yeah kind of thing it's it's insane pride
1: pride takes yes and we'll talk
0: we're about to go into that too um Surprisingly, this is actually a newer area of criminal psychology that hasn't been fully explored. There is an article on medium.com that goes into depth about the emergence of this field. Professor David Wilson said of Family Annihilators quote, they receive little attention as a separate category of killers, often treated like a spree or serial murderers, a view which presupposes traits such as the idea that the murderer snaps or that after killing their partner or children, the killer may force a standoff with police. So, do you know the difference between a spree killer and a serial murderer? Do you know what the difference is in those two?
1: One is planned, the other is not.
0: No. So, a spree killing is when multiple people are killed in a series in a specific, like in a day. So Okay, and then a the serial is... Is multiple on, people over, over a, a specific time. amount okay, of time. Okay, so gotcha. school shootings, that's technically a spree shooting, even though it's a lot of murders, while you see Ted Bundy is a serial murderer because gotcha. his took place over time. So that's the difference. And a serial murderer is specifically over two people. Um, and I believe there's a number for spree killers as well, but I'm not sure what that that exact number is. But just for people who don't know the difference in between those two things, there is a difference. So, a lot of times, they will categorize family annihilators into one of those two categories. Yeah. And they would technically be a spree killer um, yeah. because it happens all in, in a all very short time. period yeah. of time. Um, So... Studies have narrowed down the cause of these murders into four common areas. A breakdown in the family relationship and issues in getting access to the children, financial hardship, cultural honor killings, or mental illness. A study made in 2013 has showed that out of 71 family member cases, in 59, 59 out of 71, the perpetrator was male. And 50% were between the ages of 30 and 40 years old when they commit the crime. So, what I'm saying is you're safe. <laughs> um, I am not. Um, <clears throat> so, be on the lookout. Uh, just kidding. Um, No. But, so that's to say, like, when I say these things, there is a stereotypical box that some of these do fit into Um, the mo which is the modus operandi which is how they do the killing and 32 percent of the cases was stabbing and in 15 percent of the cases carbon monoxide poisoning from the car was used Um, in 69 percent of these cases the male murderer completed suicide after the murders The BAU, which is the Behavioral Analysis Unit, has been able to narrow the profile of the murder in most cases to a middle-aged man who is described by others as hardworking and loving. Typically highly educated with a good job and the breaking point is either due to paranoia, depression, or substance abuse. They most commonly have a personality disorder that has a hint of narcissistic tendencies or a dependence to their identity. So if anything were to attack that identity, then that's also a, a breaking point as well. In a study over all family annihilators, 95% of them in total are male. Um, that's not in this 71 group that they looked at. This is overall historically Uh, 95% are male. The family annihilator falls into one of these four categories. First is the self-righteous killer. And this was just a really good quote from that that really describes that well. Uh, quote, This individual is in most cases the father who often blames others, especially the mother, for relationship issues or a breakup and for preventing him from having access to the children. He sees himself as the provider and taking that away from him will make him dangerous. The main goal is to cause pain and suffering to their partners and are most likely uh, to use the children in doing so. Um If you want to skip forward a couple of seconds, if there are other ears in the way, um, maybe do that now. They will often kill the children and leave the mother alive to extend the suffering and ensure the maximum amount of pain. In most cases, this type of family murder will contact the mother prior to the murders and inform her of what they are going to do. So, that's the first category I can't um, imagine.
1: That's just evil to me. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Second, there is the disappointed killer who believes they were let down by those around them and that their family isn't good enough for them, and they must kill the family to regain their reputation. Um, So, that's the one that it's kind of tied to their identity as a person, and when that identity is kind of shattered of, like, you've let me down or this has gone wrong, that's when that kind of comes into play here. Third, the anomic killer who sees the family as an extension of his economic success. And as soon as that status breaks down, the family isn't serving their use anymore and they will remove the family since the family no longer serves a purpose in their eyes. Um, Last, there is the paranoid killer who thinks their family is in immediate danger Or in some type of threat, and they need to protect them. And murdering them is the form of protection. Um, Most are unable to comprehend the line of thinking in this type of murder, and understandably so. This is why the cries of Elizabeth Carr were so jarring that night. Not only was a murder taking place, but someone was trying to murder the entire family. Yes, and it was not the father. So that is where this is a different kind of category so what they were saying in in our statistics that we were we were hearing is that most of the time it is a male but as I said previously it's not always the father of the house that does it um so we'll kind of be able to see this specific family annihilator I don't think um I think they fall into a specific category. Uh, if you kind of combine a couple of these categories, that's where this person kind of. Um,
1: and there's nothing that s- says it, that you can't combine. Correct. You know? Correct. Yes,
0: there. There's a lot that that kind of go go across that uh, that line. So. We're going to go into our case this week, and it starts with the Gouldy family. Francis Gouldy was a wealthy, retired lumber merchant who lived with his wife, Jane, and five children in a three-story house at 217 West 30th Street. Jane was actually his second wife and the mother of his two youngest children. The oldest were Francis Jr., known as Frank, Mary Eliza, and Nathaniel. Frank was described as, quote, a young man of unsteady habits who often caused his father much annoyance in consequence of his wild and extravagant course of living. And it was a bit of surprise when he decided he was going to become a sailor. Frank quickly grew bored of life at sea and decided he was going to be a clerk at a local dry goods store. But of course, that wasn't quite what he wanted either. By 1858, Frank was living at his father's house and generally being a strain financially physically and emotionally on the family as a whole. It was described as a quote habitual dissipation. I had to look up what dissipation meant. <laughs> um and that is the squandering of energy, money and resources. So he was just like habitual like a a leech. Like a habitual leech. He was, he was leech just a poor little family.
1: he was a poor little rich kid mm-hmm. and he just was bored and just Exactly.
0: and just taking what he wanted uh yeah. frank Living was, off daddy's money exactly frank was also known to be vengeful of others who slighted him and had quite the uncontrollable temper mm. the family thought there was some hope on the horizon when frank mentioned that he wanted to go into business for himself so francis his father set up a bank account for his son frank and deposited fifty dollars which is about eighteen hundred dollars today into the account that was supposed to be spent was not supposed to be spent until Frank started the business. Do we think this happened? No. Because Frank thought that this money was his, and one day he went into his father's desk and took $10. He took like a note to go to the bank to get $10. And he went, and it said, it was said that he, quote, went on a frolic with this money. dear. So... This is what set off the events that took place on October 26th. Frank arrived back home that night around 10 p.m. when he was confronted by his father in regards to the money that was taken. Frank allegedly responded with, quote, a low, which this is honestly creepy as I'll get out if this is what happened. He responded with, quote, a low, chuckling laugh full of moaning and fiendish wickedness
1: oh that sounds it's very sinister
0: yeah Jane heard Francis and her stepson arguing in the front room of the house when a scuffle ensued Frank burst into the master bedroom where Jane was and hit her several times in the head with a dull hatchet Ah. she sat up in bed and tried to fight off Frank but she fell to the floor Frank went down the hall to his brother's rooms but found them empty. When the young boys heard the attack on Jane, they ran to their father, Francis. Frank then ran through the house to find them and struck them both in the head with a hatchet. Elizabeth Carr and Joanna Murphy were both servants in the home who were upstairs in their living quarters for the night. Because keep in mind, this is about 10 o'clock at night. They heard the cries coming from downstairs only to run into Frank holding a hatchet. He struck Joanna in the head, and as Joanna fell to the floor, Elizabeth was able to wrestle away the hatchet. Elizabeth ran back to her room with Frank chasing after her. She could hear him yelling down the corridor, quote, "'Give me the hatchet, Lizzie. I do not wish to kill you. I only wish to escape.'"
1: I don't think that's true.
0: To break the tension here, I put, in the words of Maury Povich, the lie detector determined
1: that That was was a lie. lie.
0: (laughs) Frank got the hatchet back from Elizabeth and hit her in the head three times before running out of sight. Mm. Elizabeth heard a gunshot ring out through the house and thinking Frank was shooting at her, she ran outside to call for help. Quote, help, help, oh my God, Frank is murdering the whole family. Rouse the neighbors but the cries weren't just coming from Elizabeth. Mary Eliza Goldie was hanging out of her bedroom window, crying for help as well. There's some conflicting evidence here. Mary had either seen Frank hit Joanna and she ran back into her room and locked the door, or she thought that the house was being like that there were burglars in the house Right, and then she went to do it. There's two different stories.
1: Either way, bad things are happening. Either
0: way. Yes. Um, Neighbors came running to see what the commotion was all about. And soon after several policemen arrived as well, they entered the Gouldy home and found Jane at the foot of the stairs, bleeding from her head and calling for help. Francis was lying on the floor, not moving. They also found 11-year-old Nathan, 7-year-old Charlie, and then Joanna, who was one of the servants of the house. We'll go into more of this here. Thankfully, all were alive and semi-conscious. Oh, good. They approached the door of Frank's bedroom. Afraid of being attacked, they cautiously opened the door. And just a trigger warning here. To find Frank lying in his bed, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, at just 19 years old. Oh my goodness. That morning, the events of the night were splashed across the pages of the paper. The most dramatic coming from the New York Herald. Quote, terrible and appalling tragedy, murder most foul and unnatural. Paricide, Fratricide, and Suicide, A Night of Horrors. This was across the front of the paper.
1: Well, that's horrible.
0: And this is a little bit triggering here too. They uh, were very salacious in their reporting, so I'll read through this, but just heads up. The article started out with, quote, One of the most horrible and bloody tragedies ever enacted occurred at the dwelling of the house on number 27 West 30th Street on Tuesday night. A father, mother, two children, and two female domestics were butchered by a revengeful son who subsequently retired to his bedroom. This is where it's a bit rough, so skip forward if you need to. And there ended his earthly career by blowing his brains out with a pistol.
1: I mean... This was
0: in really the newspaper. that's how you want to put that? In the newspaper. Ugh. This is where my sources were conflicting with the end of the story. And I told y'all last episode that Murder by Gaslight in, uh, Dayton and Dayton in Manhattan, they, they were going to kind of come head to head for a little bit. And I don't fully know which one is accurate. So I'm giving both of them. According to Murder by Gaslight, quote, all of the victims were taken to the hospital in critical condition and for a while did not appear that any of them would survive, but gradually they recovered from their wounds and Miss Goldie, who was pregnant at the time of the attack, gave birth to a healthy baby. Only Elizabeth Carr, who had been most active in fighting off her attacker, succumbed. She had suffered a fractured skull and compression of the brain and appeared to be fully... Uh, be... be... wait... Yeah, recovering comfortably, but on November 12th, her condition suddenly changed and she died two days later. But,
1: however,
0: Dayton in Manhattan said, quote, the Herald reported the street in front of the house was crowded to suffocation with an eager and exited throng. All sorts of means were resorted to by the spectators with a view of gained admittance to the house. But as a general rule, few persons were admitted who had not some legitimate business within. Among those allowed in was P.H. Williams, who along with six other men were appointed on the spot as the on-site coroner's jury. We've talked about what that is. The inquest was held in the basement and the men heard the testimonies of the surviving victim, Jane, who was the mom or second wife, Hmm. doctors and the neighbor. Only 16-year-old Mary Elizabeth or Mary Eliza survived without being attacked. So it's unsure, but nowhere did it mention in that one that Jane was pregnant. Yeah. So I don't know. It's very confusing. I don't know who lived. I don't know who
1: died. It just just says she was the only one that wasn't attacked. attacked. Not that the others didn't survive. So it's not really conflicting. It just doesn't. Well, the other one says. Yeah. The
0: other one says everybody survived and Elizabeth Carr was the only one that died. Yeah. It's very confusing as to what happened um but for there to say there was a coroner's inquest eh. typically that would mean I mean yes there is one death but with that death being a death by suicide I that wouldn't typically warrant a coroner's inquest Mm -hmm. so that would typically mean that someone else did die but we don't know who didn't Um, the dad no because in the other one it said he was unmoving but that he survived oh so very confusing while the end of this case isn't quite solid, one person decided to immortalize the murders.
1: Is there another song?
0: In song. <laughs> the 30th Street Murder by the New York songwriter Henry S. Bacchus, better known as the Socrates of the Socrates Bard. So great. Yeah. I much. always
1: think that from Bill and Ted.
0: Yes. Um. So here is that song. Two episodes in a row that we get to end with a song. So exciting. A tragic scene transpired of late, the true of which I will narrate. Ye muses touch your mournful leers. Liars. It has to be liars. The awful theme a bard inspires. The silver moon rolls bright and clear, but dreadful sounds salute my ear. In the lonely hour of solemn night, we are called to view a horrid sight. A youth had gone, his spirit fled, and he is numbered with the dead. A blooming son, his father's joy, did wickedly himself destroy. But first the father wounded sore, and then left him bleeding in his gore. Ah, pause and stop, a silent tear, for he would kill his mother dear. Two brothers, young, two servant girls, with brutal hands he at them hurls. A hatchet keen to take their lives, to kill them all the wretch contrives. But wounded leaguer on the store, yet soon alas may be no more. Heart-rendering tale indeed to tell, horrific as the gates of hell. With pistol, triggering, sorry, skip forward if you would like. With pistol his own brains blowed out, tis done alas beyond a doubt. No more poor youth, you'll join the glee Of your youthful company, but in the pit of despair, of dark despair, forever grown in top it there, a solemn warning to us all to watch lest we like Goldie fall. Wow. Yeah. So that's the 30th Street murder. And this would not be the last murder, again, that this address would see or the last self-inflicted death that this address would see. Oh,
1: that's very so, sad.
0: Um, when I was reading the Dayton in Manhattan article, there was, uh, several years later, uh, there was another murder in the house uh, that was a fam- familial murder. But as we see, this is a family annihilator, but not of the typical ones that we yeah. see now. And
1: I think also... When you have a blended family, especially mm-hmm. in that time, there could be a lot of... Tension. Uh uh-huh, I was going to say angst, mm-hmm. but tension, you know, with there being a new mom coming mm-hmm. in. Don't know what the situation was with the first wife. The she first did
0: mom. die from what I could find. Um but yeah I don't I don't know anything about the family history
1: right. so I mean he could have some trauma mm-hmm. from that that feeds into his personality mm-hmm. development mm-hmm. Um, that you know a lot of times the the attitude of not caring is because you've walled that off. Mm-hmm. Because you've been hurt so deeply So when you're young, you know? So
0: what I can kind of gather from context clues is one of the sons they mentioned was Charlie and Charlie was seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They did not mention Charlie and the original group of three children from his first marriage. So they mm-hmm. would have, at this point, been married for at least seven years. Mm-hmm. We would, uh, at least. Mm-hmm. So he would have been 12. Yeah. Um. So we don't know if that's when they were married or if they were together before that, but we can well, kind of assume
1: between.
0: Exactly.
1: And, I mean, you know, but with
0: a wealthy man who owns a wealthy lumber company, sure. who needs his three children taken care of. Uh, sure. I you mean, know, and, and
1: this is just us kind of and twelve. It yeah, together. and twelve-year-old.
0: That's the oldest. Yeah, so that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot to try and take in. Absolutely,
1: I just. I mean, so. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm not. Excusing yeah. Oh no, the no, no. Right. I'm just trying. You know, I, I can see trying to find a why. Yeah, you know, and and especially being a boy because you know boys aren't supposed to have feelings, especially mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't agree with that. I'm just Correct. saying at that time. Um, you know, and so it's very easy to you to see him turning off mm-hmm. the 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 feelings mm-hmm. the caring, and you end up with he's not happy anywhere because mm-hmm. he's not going to be happy um yeah, which you know he's just he's just existing, he's not living. Because he's not allowing himself to enjoy anything, he doesn't have any highs or lows. It's just an existence, and then he just he's just done. He didn't care. Yeah, it's it's,
0: and that's sad. It's very curious as to how things transpired here, and and there's not at all a lot of information. A lot of information that I could find sourced was from newspapers, mm-hmm. so that's probably why there's a lot of conflicting information oh, sure. because newspapers like. We smack each other in the press and don't print retractions. Uh, like yeah. we know that. Like people sure. didn't correct when they printed things very mm-hmm. often. Um, so yeah, but it, it was just it's very odd. It was a very odd um snap.
1: Like Right. He's like it, in, oh, in you're, an instant me off. You're Well, oh, he even but, you just know? asked
0: him about taking the $10. Well, and,
1: you know, I'm filling in holes here. Exactly. But I'm sure that dad mm-hmm. is like, look, you said you wanted to do this. You wanted to be a mm-hmm. sailor. You tried that and you came home. Mm-hmm. You wanted to do this. You came you home. Be, you were a
0: clerk and then you, you quit you know, that.
1: We've done this. We've done that. We've done this. We've done that. You're saying you want to start a business. I have given you this money. You mm-hmm. are back at home. You... You know, you're a leech. You have a bad attitude, which I'm sure mm-hmm. he did. Now you've blatantly just come in and stolen mm-hmm. from my desk, and I've given you an account. You know, with money in it. Where's that money? Because it's not supposed. He did to have take. Even been spent. So he took. He would have had forty dollars left in the account after this. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm so saying. So yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you, you've already taken spent the money that you weren't supposed mm-hmm. to have spent. You've taken money out of my desk. I'm going to need you to be a man mm-hmm. and account for what you've done. And, you know, it, it may be the first time that dad finally said, mm-hmm. hey, enough's enough. You're not a little kid anymore. Right. And he was like, I'm done. Can't handle it. Yeah, I'm done. It's just such a,
0: um, and we, of course, know at this time too, like uh, if there were any Traits of underlying mental health that were not uh, previously shown. This would actually be right around the time that a lot of, I'll say, any psychological disorder is a major one, but Mm -hmm. major, like, schizophrenia-type level. This is that age when that would come come out. Um, so I don't know if that's a means for the sure. erratic behavior. Um, and I don't know if that's a, a part of it at all, but that's that's kind of in that same time frame too. Sure. So we don't know if that's a factor. Well, and we
1: also know that the frontal lobe is not all the way nope. developed. To 25 decision to 26. Making. Yeah. And so his decision making mm-hmm. isn't all the way formed. And so he's going to be more um, off the cuff, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a reason that it's more well, expensive to insure teenage boys. And your father is already successful. He's mm-hmm. retired by this point. And you're in his shadow.
0: And you're at the age where you're supposed to be finding your own family. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean,
1: and that is a lot of pressure. And Especially when your dad was such a success mm-hmm. and you're in his shadow. Mm-hmm. People are expecting this from you and, and you just, you don't know what. And
0: what. you're the first child of that family mm-hmm. to strike it out on your own. You have there's his name. pressure there too. Yeah, you literally have his name. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot there. There's a lot to this case. It's um, sad. It's very sad. Um, the, the topic of family annihilators always... Uh I won't say fascinate. It intrigues me. because um, I even I was sitting and I was doing my research on this and I asked my boyfriend, I was like, you're a man. And he was like, Why thank you for noticing? Allegedly. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you're you're in your 30s. And he was like, for now, yes. <laughs> and so, but I was, I was, I was saying, like, I don't <laughs>
1: I was like, well, I don't check my license and make yeah. sure the birth date. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yep. So far criteria. Fits. Yes. Um. I was Next. like, so what?
0: And I was asking him, I was like, I don't, I, that's not my lived experience. Like I don't have that life experience, obviously. And I said, what? And I was trying to think of a way to best ask, like as a uh, self I guess identifying male in this world living that experience what in your 30s would make that a large defining time like what makes in your mind your 30s like the end all be all of time in that mental sense I was like because that's just such a weird it's such a, I said, is it a quarter-life crisis? Like, what are we going, you know, what I was trying to genuinely think of, mm-hmm. like, why is that such a, a a time frame that's being very much, um, like, sussed out at this point? Mm-hmm. And, and one thing he said, he's like, well, you know, obviously, like, I can't speak to to what some people in these situations are going through. But he was saying, you know, in the society that we live in and in the type of world that we live in, like, yes, things are changing. Things are getting better. Things are, you know, mental health is, you know,
1: yes, is thankfully. much larger
0: um, of a topic than it used to be. But, you know, he More was saying, accepted. yeah, he was saying there's still a lot of pressure put on men in society to have achieved what you need to achieve
1: mm-hmm.
0: by that time frame. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, you know himself and in his like I won't go into his like story his story is a story but like in things that have gone on in his life he's like yeah it is difficult when things in your life fall apart in your 30s and you Mm -hmm. think that this was the time your 30s were the time that you were kind of drilled into your head this is the time that I should have it all together right and he was like you know, there's pressure in your 20s, but your 20s you're still figuring things out right. and you're like you you have some seeming grace there to figure it out. But he's, you know, and that was what he was saying. And I said, it does make a lot of sense because, I mean, just in general, a lot of people think that by your mid-30s, you should have everything figured out. Like, you should
1: be. I messed up then. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, they're saying you should know where you are. Like, this is the time. still settings on my washing machine. I have no idea what they're for. You know. I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying there's a lot of things in my house that clean things that I didn't know needed to be cleaned. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and that that was one thing he was saying is he was like, there is, you know, regardless of gender roles in society and like we can go through a whole backlog oh, gosh, topic yes. of that all day, which is, I mean, a lot of that we've discussed before is very frustrating um, mm-hmm. in the sense that like everybody has mental health issues and just because you are you identify as a certain gender or you are, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. your belief cycle of that may be, there's still a stigma that can come along with that. And, you know, that, that can be placed on you. And it was just very interesting because he's like, I can see, you know, because like we, Chris Watts, Chris Watts was in his thirties. And had a wife, two daughters and a son on the way. And he, you know, it was a very weird relationship. There's, there's a lot there. There's a whole, there's guys, there's podcasts upon podcasts about it already. So um, that can go into all of it for you. But his, his was a, um, I want to start my life over and I don't see another way out, Mm -hmm. um, which was a lie. Uh, There was, there were plenty of ways out like that. That just isn't, Sometimes that you get tunnel vision. Yeah, and I and I get that tunnel vision and you know, but that was something that we were discussing is is just cuz one thing he said is he said um my boyfriend he said I could never Im- imagine ever 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 imagine doing that to someone else. Yeah. He was saying I my like he was thinking cuz you know, he has a son and he was saying like I could never imagine mm-hmm. that. Like and he said, and I don't know, and that was the part that he was like, so that I can't speak to, obviously. Yeah. But he was like, Being I don't in know, in that place, in
1: that frame of mind. Yeah, he
0: was like, I don't know what part of your brain mm. turns off to 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 move to that perspective yeah. that that you're okay doing that. And he was like, and I can see, you know, sometimes because we've talked before about, and you and I, I think have talked about this before too, where um, you zone out and you don't, uh, like driving. Uh, yeah, back before in the house that I lived in previously to this, I could drive from work to home and not really remember driving home, just from zoning out. Mm-hmm. And I knew that drive so easily, and so we, that was one thing that we kind of touched on. Is like, is it is it like that? Well, where and with the
1: Purrington yeah. case, we wondered if you. I mean, you know, he had the, the was, Bible open. Yeah, which his was a, and he felt like he was a min- money.
0: A money thing, yeah.
1: yeah. We talked a lot about that. His was his was a money. Heat. His was a shame. And, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and we talked about um, our, my boss, not your former boss. Yes, um, uh, went to a, a convention and they were talking about um, it's a different workforce now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, used to, which I personally think is a good thing. But well, I mean, I think it, the
0: changes have have been for. The better in, in a lot of senses. Well, and
1: it's it's good to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. But you know, people that are retiring now and who have recently retired, um, they grew up like you know the eighties is really when that's when uh, both parents started working. Really, mm-hmm. that it started being accepted. It wasn't a oh, well, your mom works too. Mm-hmm. You know, there because it it used to be mm-hmm. dad. Was the breadwinner and mom stayed home? Mm-hmm. If if the mom worked, that was an anomaly, you know. Right. And the man identified
0: mm-hmm. himself;
1: his identity was his job. Right, that was his identity. And we've moved away from that yes. now. And so it's it's a very big change. But even back then, from the case that we were just talking about. That was still yes, the same. Still thing. the same. That's your mm-hmm. identity. Your identity was your success. Yes. And if you have no success, then you have you, nothing to
0: identify with.
1: Exactly. You know. Oh yeah. well, you're just you're just waiting to inherit your dad's money. Exactly. You know. And and that's that's all you are. Right. And that you know. So there's that pressure on him as well. Whereas today there's so many other things. You know. you realize there are more facets to people, but. You know that, and I thought that was very interesting, mm-hmm. the fact that, yeah, I mean you're right, you know that's how it was because that's what you and our the society and the um even the um uh, economy mm-hmm. lent itself to one you know one income mm-hmm. household, but yeah. it's not that way anymore, right. so you know it's not. That's not just you. that's not your identity, you know? right? And I find that interesting. The psychology yeah. of that is very interesting it is very to me. interesting in that sense.
0: And and yes, like a lot of things have changed, in, and not even then in this generation, because you you're not. It's been it's you're been not millennial. Gradual. What are you? Your gen? I'm a Gen X. X. Like I'm I'm
1: between millennial and like i'm I'm, a, I'm so a my
0: my boyfriend is what the, they call a zennial where he's he's I'm, right on the, on the, the cusp. cusp
1: of the two I'm he's right closer there.
0: to millennial than he is but he has a lot of traits from gen x i have um, yeah, i
1: have traits of both
0: and so i'm, right I'm fully millennial like yes, i are. i am i'm a full millennial in in that sense and I think it's a very interesting um shift in things and and yeah, there has been a lot of change in the workforce as generation certain generations are getting older and have different goals in their life that that there's not the pressure to go to college, graduate, get married, start a family. Like there that used to kind of be the rule the quote rule book is like this is this is the where you should be in life. And I think that a lot of that has changed so much mm-hmm. that I saw something the other day that said like um having a pet is the new having a child having a plant is having a new pet and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it was it was all these different things of like you know this is kind of how things have like kids are now this exotic pet that like people <laughs> people like have because a lot of people that I know have waited until they were older to have children yeah. and like not haven't don't look didn't at me have, I'm not having right any. but like didn't have children young and then too you take a workforce that has shifted their priorities as far Mm -hmm. as wanting to travel more, wanting to do these other things in Mm -hmm. life. And then you combine that with a pandemic that shut the entire world down and shifted the entire workforce Mm
1: -hmm. away
0: from an office. Yeah. And now you have... Truly, the millennials' ideal workspace, where it doesn't matter where I am, I can work. And it was so odd to me. I think I told you about this. Uh, There was a um, some uh, a while back. There was a coworker of mine that was moving. I was like, oh, where are you moving to? Like thinking like down the road, and they were moving like three states away. And I was like, (laughs) wait, what are you? What do you mean? And then all of a sudden, that was the time that it hit me that I was like,
1: it doesn't matter.
0: I can live anywhere that I literally anywhere that I want (laughs) and it's it's such a change and I think because now kind of the workforce that we have it truly is like the millennials ideal workplace because a lot of us now have the like I fully work from home I as long
1: as you have Wi-Fi you're good to go yeah
0: my offices are in Texas so I I go to there a couple times a year but I mean truly if I'm you know yeah, if I have internet, I'm good. And And
1: my husband works from home. Exactly.
0: And having such a, that's such an interesting shift in perspective, Mm -hmm. but also you're now getting millennials as bosses, which Mm -hmm. is, very. I told you about this shift that I've experienced this year Mm -hmm. that was very eye opening um, because I do have bosses that are, super concerned and not to say others aren't but they are hyper aware of my mental health and of how much time I'm taking off work and am I taking off work and am I going on vacation and am I like I told you I got a survey one day that was like do you feel when you're done with work for the day that you still have mental energy to spend time with your family and friends like that's that's just not really something that I think a lot of people are used to um, in, in the traditional work environment that we've been in for a while. I think that a lot of people were more used to, which, like, you're kind of still in that where, like, I don't have time off. Mine's unlimited. I can take vacation whenever I want. You, like, the other day you were saying, oh, I have this many days. Like, and I, it was very weird. It was kind of a weird moment for (laughs) me where I was like, like, I mean, I can take off. Like, I work with people who recently have taken off, like, Pretty much a month of work to get married and go on their honeymoon, and it's just very weird to me that they're like, "Oh yeah, it's fine. It's no big deal. We're just going to take off. We can just work. do that. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need you. Like we're good." And I go, "Like I'm out of the office right now, technically, because I took a few days off just like for a mental staycation. Yeah, and I didn't have to like forewarn anyone for anything. Like, I just kind of like took time off, and it was very
1: odd." Well, but the nature of of your job has changed too. I mean, you know, I have to be available for unexpected phone calls and that sort of thing too. But I mean, some all companies exactly. even, even with my kind of job. Yeah. You can do that, but
0: the the shift from from being in an environment where um it's just a very different it's very different. I I encourage anyone who has thought about a change to to do it. it. Investigate it. It's it's been very good for me personally. Um, Just having that difference. uh, It's been very good for me in a lot of ways but uh it it's it's been really good and I, my boyfriend uh lovingly <clears throat> lovingly uh reminds, reminds me you, a lot that it was his idea uh-huh. so yeah i get i get that yeah. a lot Such um, <laughs> face such face such face yeah so but yeah it's 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 all interesting the the world the world is such a uh interesting place mm-hmm. so many days and um i hope that all of you will have a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, if you don't want to talk to family, we have a really nice backlog of episodes. If you want to just really listen do. to those, um, and hey, you have long hair. Good AirPod, good Beats Pro, not sponsored. Um, but we're but we're looking for sponsors. Um, yeah, absolutely, put just t- put that in, and you can just look really. Um, involved in a conversation and you're not even listening sure. and you just have us sure. in your ears and Absolutely. and you know that that's you what can that's talk about
1: to us i mean it's okay yeah
0: it's fine uh we'll, we'll accept it um and if he I mean, won't answer you yeah And we always talk about this around the holiday times, uh, especially just, I'm hyper aware of it um, as a person with very little family. Um, You know, if you're not... I'm the opposite. If you're not spending Thanksgiving um, with people, that's fine too. Like, enjoy your time for yourself. If you have your own made family, like your family, your friends or your family, your family, your chosen family, if that's who you're spending your Thanksgiving with, then... I I'm, I hope you are. Um, I hope
1: you're spending your day with people that with you people love. With people that you
0: love and who love you. Yes. Um, uh, do that for yourself. We highly recommend it. Um, but... While you're doing that, you can go follow us everywhere on our social medias. You can become a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com slash one nation under crime. We
1: would love that.
0: It would be great. Go leave us a five-star review while you're obviously ignoring your family for Thanksgiving uh, because you don't want to be there. Some
1: of them need to be ignored. You know, Let's just go it's ahead okay. and say it. You can divorce your family. Um, and well, I mean, you, I mean you sometimes can. You, your phone needs to... Yeah. Ring or whatever I mean sometimes it happens Sometimes you
0: need to look busy And you can look busy By leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts Claire agrees You might have heard her in the background she
1: was, That was an A so, sister yeah. I don't know So <laughs> We will see you
0: guys Here next week Same time
1: Different crime
0: And remember There isn't always liberty and justice for all Especially when the newspapers are like like they're wiling
1: out on one. They're, they're let me tell you, really crude. But um, hey, go put up your Christmas tree now. You're allowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye.